All right, welcome back to the second episode of our fake nerd po- of our fake nerd book club, the spinoff of the fake nerd podcast series. Um, this is the hurdle, guys. We jumped over the first episode hurdle. We're now in the second episode. We're gearing to go. We I got love hurdles. We can keep going. Um, as, the, as the saying goes, the hardest part of any journey is taking the first step. In this case, it's the second step. But yes, yeah. <laughs> but we got um, the first step, so we're so we're good. We're good. Yeah, so as we as we talked about last time, uh, two weeks ago, we are talking about wasted space. Last last time we did the first volume of Wasted Space, and this time we are doing the second volume of Wasted Space, which is written by Michael Morecci, with art by I just lost the page. There it is, Hayden Sherman, with colors by Jason Wardy, lettered by Jim Campbell, uh, by Vault Comics. Woo! Uh, I have a quick question: Who are you? I'm and Brandon who, T. McClure. And who is he? And who am I? <laughs> who am I? I was getting there. Who am that I? Is, that who is the question. That who is the question. Who am I? What have I done? Oh, as God. always. That scene was rough. As always, I'm Brandon T. McClure. With me is Ben Magnet, Sparks Witty. Hey, hey. And Ryan Eliopoulos. That's me. I'm the guy. All right, guys. So what do we think about the second volume of Wasted Space? Rough. With a capital R. Rough but good. In a good way. In a good way. In a good way. I mean, holy shit, did I get some recommended vibes off of this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought this was better than the first volume, actually. I do too. It it um it furthers along uh, uh the story, but also it goes deeper into the characters uh mm-hmm. in ways that are really, really tragic. Um, but again, mm-hmm. uh when you have a story like this that is part comedy but also part really tragic like it takes a really good creative team to balance it out and this volume did what that first volume did but even better i think um it explores more of the creator and what he's all about when we all had questions and i think we were kind of all wrong uh which i love i love it um yeah this book just it continues to impress me every every issue yeah yeah sparks Uh, i feel much the same way i'd be echoing a lot of what what ryan just said i think if i had a qualm at all with these uh, five issues in comparison to the first is that I feel like Molly took a bit too much of a backseat. Um, but I don't, I'm not against it as long as like in the back five that we're coming up to, she comes back more to the forefront. I think, she, I think she will too. With I, I imagine she yeah. will. Like, I don't, I know that we were sacrificing that to get more development of dust, more development of Billy and Rex and that relationship and Rex. And I'm like, and that kind of tied into Molly, but she was still kind of like, she became secondary to the journey of those other characters yeah. in this in these five issues, and I'm not against it. I just I definitely want to see more of her uh, yeah. in the next five. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, this this volume starts, and Billy is very eager to go kill the creator. He is oh. very happy. Oh, he is. I mean, if the last page or the second to last page of the first volume with uh, Legion telling him that he has to go kill God, essentially, and him, like, raising his arms and saying, F, yeah, didn't tell you ever a whole lot about him. It was like, yeah, of course he's ready to go. And, I mean, if I was a Billy... He has a purpose now. Yeah, he does. He's ready to go and work the creator. And uh, we find out a little bit about what Legion and the creator, I'm using air quotes this time, are. Okay, yeah, that, that opening when the sword comes through one oh, of the right. lower beings or whatever. They are, and and uh, it's the creator saying, Legion, we got to talk. And oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, this, this happened much faster than I thought it yeah. would. Um, yeah. And they, they, you've realized they can't kill each other, which is yeah. why Legion asked Billy to go kill him. Yeah, uh, yeah. and it, it turns out that the creator isn't actually <coughs> the god. He is a god, much like, you know, Thor or Loki are gods. Um, but he is the 
he is kind of Loki. He's the god of mischief. He is the well, one who's not... supposed to keep humans. So what's interesting is that he he says, uh, Legion says, we're not gods. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we are. Well, yeah. you know, again, like Thor, like yeah. all powerful. No, but what I what I think is interesting is is this kind of guy who has the who serves a similar role as a deity has now taken the role of a god in these people's place and these for, for these people, uh, and Legion is like, uh, 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 uh. they're more yeah. like Marvel's cosmic entities, like like the Living Tribunal and stuff. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Uh, yeah, but they're... instead of being cosmic, sorry, Ben, cosmic entities, they decide to be actual like gods, capital G. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel that because like both Legion and the Creator, uh, they have like this cosmic balance essentially. Mm-hmm. Like Legion straight up lays the fact is like we're here so we can instill morality into these beings, and Creator's like, screw that, let's just re- just let's, let's just wreck Make stuff. Make it about me, baby. Make it about me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I thought that was I thought that sequence specifically kind of sets the tone for like, oh boy, I don't know where this is going. Yeah, I yeah. mean, just just, re- just reading this this book, I'm like, well, I thought I had a handle on this. Apparently, I don't, because there were a lot of uh, passages in this book that dealt with um, like existential crises in a way. Like, why do we believe in gods? Why do we feel the way we do what is morality what is a, a perp what is a being what are we doing here are we just here should we give into our base carnal instincts or should we try to rise above that just all this hardcore philosophy stuff that i feel that if you chucked the, these books into a philosophy class that would take up at least half a semester stuff of talk or at least well, it's, ha- it's what billy is it's like it's what billy and dust keep arguing billy is like there this universe is complete chaos and there's no there's no planet at all whereas dust is saying like no they're they're that's that's so bleak like there's there is something more and there is something to be said about like destiny and things like that and so there's billy is constantly trying to find proof that that the world is just chaos or sorry the galaxy is just chaos it's a Um, a bunch of people trying to find validations in their beliefs whether they're good or bad yeah Mm -hmm. that's the whole thing with rex and molly it's like Rex thinks he's doing this thing because it's the good thing it's the it's the thing to do but molly keeps challenging him like yeah you want to kill all these bad people does, does that make you a good person? Just killing all these people? You're no better than them. Like, who do you yeah. really think you are? And again, no. Ben, you're talking about, like, that's really powerful stuff. Like, it's just six panels of a guy going, who the fuck am I? Who yeah. am I? That's like, that's something that, like, again, something like comics do really, really well. One of the yeah. best parts about this book is when Rex and Molly are talking. Like, Rex gives this whole explanation about how Molly came into, the fam- into his family fold. And then after he was done, Molly said, you want to know something funny? I never asked that question. Like he straight up starts mansplaining about Molly because he assumes that it's all about Molly. What really she's asking about him. Like, how did he is like, why did you do it? Why are you doing this? And then he starts the trailing off like, who am I? Who am I? And then the realization hits is like, what have I done? I'm a bad boy. It just yeah. hits him so hard and he, they hug and they start crying together. Or they, I think they're crying. It's just a pan out shot of them hugging each other. But still, because and the first volume, you look at Rex and you're like, screw this guy. Just just F him. He's a total dick. I don't like him. And the second volume, it's like, whoa, there's some real shit in there. There's some... Again, like, a lot of these characters are like that. Like there's mm-hmm. there's the one, um, I forget what they're called, but like uh, the guys who have the keys, right? The co- uh, uh, like the main the main guy we learned. Yeah, the rich guys. 
the rich guys, right? And there is that one rich guy who was not born rich. He worked, he was beaten every single day of his life until until he earned it, right? And it's Mm -hmm. that's the thing. Like we, if we never saw that perspective, he would just be another one of the rich guys. He is a bad guy. He is a rich bad guy, right? But having the perspective of he actually did earn this and he he will fight to to for the thing that he fought for. And like that is that is such a good villain. Then opposed to just <laughs> Chang, who is like just like half naked dude, who's like, I didn't earn this. I don't give a shit if you have it. Like, oh, I love yeah. that. The cutter is like the one who is like, no, I did earn this and you will not take this from me. Like, mm-hmm. that's a villain. That's a really good villain. Oh, Can yeah. we talk about, I really like, I, I, I heard him as a Russian <laughs> when he's just like, we have, we have baboon. You like baboon? Oh, oh. Yeah, the eye patch guy. Yeah. <laughs> what the, what are what you into? going on? Here? Rich people get bored. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, I thought that guy was. I think the comedy. Oh, uh, Mr. Bananas. Mr. Bananas. Mr. Bananas. Oh, Mr. Yeah, I thought the comedy in this was so funny. I thought I thought this book was a laugh a minute sometimes. Uh, the the it stuff, really was the stuff with Dustin Fury, uh, oh. where you see the you see the the prophecy that she's gonna try to kill them, and then of course Dust tries to stop it, and just it creates itself like that that uh, uh, Ouroboros loop, but like in a different way. In a different way, yeah. Um, again, I the stuff from the first volume with the gunman or whatever, like I love that stuff so much, and it's it's so sad because like she he punches her jaw off, and she's like, oh, I love you, mm-hmm. like I love you too, die. I'm like, man, that's man. Yeah, and then it's 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 uh, nice because it's all about perspective, Mm -hmm. and it's not you know Dust didn't do like mislead or do something like even if you analyze the conversation that Fury overhears, which she claims later you were going to betray me, Mm -hmm. it's like no, that's not what he was saying. That's just the way you chose to hear that. Yeah, how you interpret Uh, it. He he was very clearly saying that he wants to do right by you, but he he also has to follow a path of of what he believes is right. Yeah. And yours is actively going against it. And he made that really clear. He, and yeah, he has yeah. to help Billy. Cause like she even says like, you're just like his caretaker. And it's like, you're not wrong. He does yeah. need a lot of help. Um, but he does feel like does feels what he's doing is right. But just fury has her own mindset and like, Oh, but clearly we just have different views. So I have to kill you. I'm like, man, yeah. that's, that's the world. Yeah. And that's, man, that's what so much of, uh, um, what's the other, the, the rich guy at the beginning, Corrence, his whole thing. It's like, I heard Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Oh, that's good. Yeah, his whole yeah, thing yeah. is like, uh, yeah, the world's all shitty, and like, uh, and like, rich people are just using the poor to like to keep them silent, and like, it's it's never been easier to be rich and evil. And I'm like, man, this is like, you run ass. I'm like, of course I run ass. We need the people to be controlled. And like, yeah, this is 2020. Yeah, this is right. Yeah, oh, that's right. I feel like this entire book is 2020. Yeah, and it came out uh, a year, a year and two years ago. So yeah, it's just, yeah. it's every year, baby. It's just uh, about time. The the whole scene where I saw you had the picture of it, where they uh, eviscerate all his guardsmen and then do it in the Hall of Mirrors. That was the sexiest thing we've ever done together. <laughs> and then they start banging on the floor in the gore. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, they're just like I. I, I, just let me wait wait let me leave i don't want to yeah. know let's see whatever this is and How molly is like have on there and Mo- molly is <laughs> molly was like i want to know what that thing does like no you don't yeah. no you yeah, don't yeah. no 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 you don't want to know what that's for <laughs> and then they just drag her away yeah uh there's a great line from uh when uh fury's talking to corns the rich guy and uh, he's like, I would love to see you two killbots bang. And then uh, she's like, in your dreams, human. And he says, maybe, but dreams are meant to be lived and everyone has a price. And I'm like, that's the most capitalist shit I've ever heard in my life. Oh, my God. I yeah. love it. I really like how Molly Molly was like, this guy does a lot of these things for for um, for a lot of these progressive what? ideals and things like that. And it's like he lives miles above the planet. He yeah. is a he is a. 
uh, concept in this universe, another concept, because we've already seen one in Molly's former dad. He is a mega church person, essentially. Yeah. yeah. A, a my way is right. Um, I can't think of the exact avenue, but it's 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 uh, just an off step away from the mega church. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. of that's how he gets by, and he stands up for all the right justice. Or like a business, everything. like like a billionaire business owner, like oh, I stand with with the Black Lives Matter, but I'm gonna donate to anti. Yeah, yeah, like stuff, exactly. Stuff like that. Exactly. Like, that. like yeah. behind the scenes nonsense to appear you have a good image. Right. Uh, yeah. Or even just like we've seen with the recent. Uh, all the coming out of uh, accusations and things mm-hmm. where people have been saying, I stand for this. And then people are like, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Here's where and how and how. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I oh, thought really? the, the sequence that I, that I also really enjoyed was the sequence in the, ga- in the gas station, the floating gas station. Oh, yeah. Yes. And they're all just trying on things. 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you see the sign? You touch it, you bought it, and uh, they walk out. And it's like I'm actually really okay with this. <laughs> like, like Molly's holding on to that uh, those sunglasses, and she's like, you know what? I'm okay with this. Yeah, I, I this can do it. Uh, I love the. At first, I thought the the sunken temple was just gonna be. It was like a filler. That's I, my favorite. I, that's my favorite thing from this. A, a, at first, when you get to this, because obviously, uh, dust lost an arm, and they need to go and to do this job for it's once again it's just like in the first um issue where i talked about how billy is essentially the han solo where every time he walks into a room everyone goes oh crap not this guy again he walks uh, into that get the right f out of my establishment before i shoot you in the dick yep. is what the guy says to billy uh-huh <laughs> and then he's like fine go to the sunken uh go to the sunken temple for me and they go and the dust is like billy Grow the f own your shit man oh, shit yeah go ahead then no because like they're they go to this thing because billy's all like making fun of how people go to this temple they write down their sins they put them in a clam and they check it off the uh chuck it off right it's like a way of having your sins like cleansed or a way of confessing you know in a sense it's going to and, a essentially yeah and dust does his own thing and it look for a second, it looks like he actually reaches out to Billy. He's like, look, you may not believe in this stuff anymore, but there are people who do, and this helps us cope. Yeah. It may not be the right thing, but it helps. Because Dust is obviously going through some trauma because he just killed the love of his life. And he is not liking that at all. But of course, you think when Billy has a thing, the letter pops up and it's a letter to the creator, and it's like, oh I love that. I wanna I wanna say what Dust says. Uh, he says, I made the love of my life feel so so betrayed that she tore off my arm and she was trying to kill me. I did that to her, me. I didn't want to make her feel that way, and there's nothing I can do to stop it. That's just who I was. And that's so that's so sad. Mm-hmm. That like you just love this person and there's it's just they're different people and just that's that's oh, just yeah. how it is. Uh, oh, yeah. and he feels like he has to he has to repent for that. I'm like uh, yeah, that that whole section is pretty much my favorite part of this volume mm-hmm. with uh, the part with Rex being the second. Um, but he, what I, I like about it is the writing in this, especially in this volume, is so apparent, is so smart because Billy is entirely 100% a hypocrite. And <laughs> uh, what I mean by that is that he's constantly arguing against all these people pushing ideologies, but he is pushing an ideology that the universe is chaos. Yeah. And he's 100% saying, I don't believe in ideologies because it's chaos. And it's like, that's a fucking ideology. And he's just yeah. like shoving that into everyone's faces. Yeah. Again, uh, he, he was, he was a purposeless before this, right? After, after ruining the universe and he was just a drunk and then he found purpose and wanting to save it. But that is a, that is an ideology that is having a motive of wanting to fix something that, that might not be broken. Right. Obviously it's broken, but like, you can't just, he wants to nuke a bunch of people and everyone's saying no, 
that's not the right thing to do. He's like, no, but clearly it's the right thing to do because I'm saying it's the right thing to do. And and in the one scene where he's at the 7-Eleven, Intergalactic 7-Eleven with Molly, and he's arguing that, uh, you know, morality doesn't matter because you take one bad example and then you have, well, the other guys did another bad example. And he uses the same circular logic later oh, yeah, on like, Dust like to say, or... he uses the same circular logic later on Dust to say, it's okay, I did a bad thing because look at the good thing I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I really admire the writing because Billy is a hypocrite. That's the mm -hmm. whole, that's the whole thing. And the ideology is right there in the issue when he tells the story of Sisyphus. Yeah. And he says that that rock would just keep coming down. He's like, he probably got strong enough. He could push it either way. Billy chooses to live in his suffering. Mm -hmm. He chooses to live in the repetitive action of bullshit that he's done to himself. He knows he could choose to leave it and he decides not he to. He thinks he's grown, but he's not grown. Right. Not yet. He just has a alternate uh, uh, way of dealing with his bullshit, and it's yeah. by killing everyone who who is bad in the universe. Which hey, uh, probably might do some good, but it's not what you should do. Yeah, his um, idea, his idea of path to being better person is constantly punish self for past sins yeah. rather than allowing any other kind of growth. What's um, what's beautiful? One last thing about the temple thing. What's beautiful is when you show them both throwing their rocks, and then you see how many rocks are at the bottom of the river or the ocean, and it's it could, it's potentially millions. I'm yeah. like, that's really that's like it, I'm not religious, but it just goes to show like that does help people. And I'm like, man, that's that is a nice little thing. Yeah. to think about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to highlight the art real quick. There's an art, there's a sequence yeah. in, uh, that this art this art was great in the first volume. This art the second volume he has a sequence with a splash page where the ship goes in to steal a nuke. Mm -hmm. I think that sequence, that splash page is incredible because you can so easily follow the action of the ship coming in, swooping around, dropping the two, dropping the people off. They pick up the nuke, hop back on the ship, and you see them boarding the ship with the nuke. Yeah, and as the ship flies off off panel, I think that's awesome. And you can you can totally follow the 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 action in that sequence. It's so I, seamless I, and so clear. I yeah. had that I had that piece pulled right up. Yeah. And uh, my other favorite thing is that you can just see in my mind, it's so funny because you just see like all of the other little figures around just like lit up with guns. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they're just blasting constantly. <laughs> and they just like swish right the hell out. Uh, and that in itself is its own kind of visual humor. That's so good. But you're right. The art throughout remains yeah. fantastic. Uh, it, it remains like very, um, like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe, like, it's very, like, rough around the edges, but, like, everything is still clearly defined. It's not, like, traditional comic book art where it's very clean. Like, there are so many, there's so much line work going on. Like, I guess you could say, like, a Sean Gordon Murphy, that's the closest, yeah. like, uh, did I say that last week or did I forget to say that you last probably week? did, but yeah, I would say Murphy's art is still cleaner than this, but that's like not yeah. a bad thing. Um, this just feels more, looks like more indie There's art. There's a grunge too. There's a grunge. Thank there you. is, yeah. Yeah, like a grittiness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't want to say the art's ugly because it's not. It has this certain type of messiness to it. Because yeah. there are times where the art does get messy, but it's not like messy, like I can't figure out what's going on. It's yeah. more of a messy of there's a whole bunch of stuff uh, going on in this panel. But obviously, there's this background stuff where you don't need to pay attention to, and then there's the focal point. It's yeah, a, I, th I think Sparks is. I think Sparks is right. The the proper term is grunge. Like I, yeah. I think that this is definitely the the the, per the perfect way to say it is just grunge. Um, I think I think it wants you to feel like there's because what they're talking about so often throughout the book is how how oppressively. Uh, filthy more immoral yeah. the universe is and they want you to kind of feel that in the art it, which is why they're messy, going for that kind messy. of look mm -hmm. um but it doesn't change the fact that like the character designs and the artistry of like uh the visuals of 
ships in space or the yeah. the places they go to are so vibrant and imaginative and the aliens they encounter are so vibrant and imaginative i mean um, dust might have uh, uh passed in this volume but like that i always love a design where someone has a cool metal jaw uh um, fury fury sorry fury yeah um uh one of the villains in night's Tale republic has a metal jaw um venture brothers venture brothers yes venture brothers um the warhammer universe is is all the orcs are covered with like a jaw bones of other dead creatures like i'm always a big fan of that design it looks super cool um i'm sad that that she's gone i'm sad that they are gone excuse me um that was also a fun thing that's like somebody called her like a cow lady and it's like it's cow person actually and i'm like You're, you got insulted but i love it it's what really i like what i liked is uh when they have the intimacy scene between dust and fury in the bedroom mm -hmm. and you actually can see clearly in the art that she has both her lips behind that. Cause we hadn't seen both of her lips yeah. behind the jaw piece prior to that moment. I'm like, that's mm -hmm. really nice. That she we wears got it into to that be, kind of detail. Like she doesn't need it. No, like she wears it to be tough. Right. Yeah. I want to, I want to highlight another bit that I really enjoyed. It's the beginning of issue uh, nine uh, chapter nine or however you want to say it, but it's when, they, it's when they, you see it just it opens on these little fur balls. Oh my god! Whoa. Yes, okay, I, have that, I have that pulled up too. So Amazing. yes, uh, it's just one little fur ball. I was going. Where is this going? Nowhere. It's just this little this little fur ball on a stump, try, yelling something. We can't. There's no word bubble, so we don't know what. And then these other fur balls doing their doing their mining thing. And you're like, where is this going? What does this fur ball want? Is this the fur? Is this the good fur ball? And then he gets eaten. By so the other little fur balls. It's one standing among all, uh, 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 one standing above all the others, telling them to do this work, and it goes on for a very long Years. time because you get day, yeah. day, day, uh, and then they finally go, "Why?" <laughs> and they kill him and they eat him, and then they're happy temporarily, and then they and get they, killed by and, our heroes, and then our heroes land on them. Yeah. What do you mean you don't like peanut butter? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know what this books this book reminds me of, and now I realize it. Like it reminds me of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. It reminds where me where the too. characters are flawed and they and, and the characters challenge each other's morals and like their their standings and stuff. And I'm like, I haven't thought of something that reminds me of that in, like since that movie. Uh, it's like a very James Gunn centric feel. I'm like, man, like I don't want him to just make another space movie, but he'd be perfect for this. Right. Like mm -hmm. shit. If this were this would be, I want this to be like a TV show. More more than anything, uh, I want things to get adapted just so people get more eyes on it. Yeah. Because right? Uh, thousands of people have read this book. Millions of people have seen Guardians. If I can get millions of people to get interested in this book, then I'll, it's worth having a show. Uh, I think this would be really, really fun. Do you know what? I, I, this is a rare time where I would feel this way, but do you know what I almost would want ideally the adaptation to be? Hmm. An indie game. An indie like video a game, game of this. It, it doesn't even need to be that, but like, yeah. like a simple indie game that tells this story that you play through. Yeah. Uh, this world, especially like the way you can imagine the the designs into an indie game, would work so well. Yeah. Um, I think that would be the most true to the the spirit. Uh, I feel like I think even as a TV show, we we'd take a step away. Yeah. That's um, cool. But uh, what I thought was so genius about that, uh, the moment Brandon brought up, is that there's a callback to it in issue 10 when uh, the robots get crushed by the ceiling, mm -hmm. the death yeah. bots. And uh, it's it's further queuing into that, like, the way the universe works, almost in a circular mm -hmm. notion. Uh, interesting. Interesting piece. There's a, there's a small a flashback back when Billy was, uh, was the voice, and he's at a bar. 
Um, oh, yeah. And you see the marquee says the psychedelic furs, and that's a great band from the eighties. And the first thing that the creator mm -hmm. says to him is love my way, which is a psychedelic furs song. I love when creators do that. Cause I know they love incorporating music in the comic books. Uh, Keon Gillen very famous for that. Uh, I was a big fan of that. I mean, his whole speech to Billy, uh, she just wants validation. That's why she's yeah. uh, sucking your knob because you just told her yeah, yeah. that God loves you. And I'm like, this is so gross. Uh, it's so gross. I, I like that they show us because uh, we see the creator in some of Billy's past, mm -hmm. but it's always been in like a, uh, you're meant to feel a little bit mixed, not 100% on one way or another about him. Mm -hmm. By now we are seeing enough of him that's like, no, not even now, like in the past, he was always gross. He's always he was been... always this. Yeah. Uh, and Billy has every reason to feel the way he does. Um, yeah. This is definitely the volume where I started to hear James Spader's Ultron as the voice of the creator. Uh, sure. Uh, it, it very strongly came through. I'm like, that's that's James Spader's I Ultron can, I can <laughs> in those moments. I, sure. I don't know what voice I had for the creator, but now I'm the next time when we do volume three, I'm gonna be reading it with that. That that fits perfectly. Which honestly, like anything else about that movie aside i think james spader's ultron for the cynicism he was able to put through a robot was so effective yeah. and it's one of the reasons why i think that's such a go-to for me with this evil, creator evil design. tony stark yeah mm -hmm. um i really i really want to highlight the sequence after uh billy nukes them nukes everyone mm -hmm. yes um and dust just wails on him like you don't care you think that nothing matters you could have gotten us killed like this well, yeah. like he's so pissed off uh, yes, and I, I really and like it's been yeah and i really like that moment of just that comes to a head that dust is just calling billy out on a shit and oh, and, it's, oh, a, and it's a crescendo because to dust he feels like he's watching billy uh lack lack morality mm -hmm. further and further ever since he killed Yen. oh yeah he, and that's what he fears and then that's why the moment when billy jumps in front of molly yeah uh he goes oh he is still that's that's one of those telltale moments where like it's clear he is trying to do good things he cares yeah and mm. that totally changes dust's perspective on him uh and changes everything because after that he's helping billy he's saying mm. good things to him he cares he's very upset that he got hurt mm -hmm. um There's a, that's... it's really nice because it is the it is the weight of the idea of i i killed my love to protect you and what you're setting out to do I, yeah. I believe in what you're going for, but you need to actually believe it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, that that kind of like also has a bit of a callback in a small way uh, when he talks about his chest plate to Fury. And he's like, and he's like, do you, do you ever wonder what this is? No, it was where you. Sorry. Where you yep. going? On delivery. <laughs> Doing it uh, live. Like, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like, uh, um, I got oh, it. You know, it up if you want me to read it. Yeah, I, read, I, it, I read it. Please. Uh, so he says, "Have you ever wondered what this thing I wear on my chest is for?" And it does this great, like, faraway shot where they're just standing there in silence as she's holding him up, and she's like, "Well," and he's like, "Oh, it's nothing. I store my drugs in it, but right now it's a distraction." Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Billy's voice is really funny to to just kind of. Uh, he, he's such a playful character. In moments like that, I think he I think the writing highlights a lot of that cool humor. Yeah, that's that's another example of just like. The, the humor when the humor hits high the humor hits really high and yeah. is so well paced with all these like serious and and sincere moments uh when when they're gonna go steal i think it's a nuke um they're like what are you planning billy and he's like oh you know just some classic b and e also some b which stands for burglary and i'm like <laughs> 
Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, there's there's a great uh, little uh, scene. Uh, it's the same the 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 uh, with uh, I already forgot her name. Molly and Molly and Rex. Molly and Rex. Where she's like, we all need to be be forgiven sometimes, otherwise no one gets better. You're right. Uh, and I think that's a that's a, a pretty pretty good thing mm-hmm. in this universe. I'm yeah, actually. Go ahead. The, sorry, there's an old dude inside of a monster thing. One of the rich oh. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Weird. Um, I do want to run down just a couple of things that I have saved here. Uh, so some are like uh, just really poignant, well-written lines, I think, and the others are, are good moments of humor. Um, but uh, the the part where Billy says, things are changing, Dust, and I tell you what, it's very strange having a direction for once. If nothing else, it makes you realize a simple fact. You can get through life with no direction whatsoever, mm-hmm. and most of us do exactly that, and mm-hmm. that's kind of terrifying. Yeah, there's a lot of that uh, of like realness in, in the second volume, for sure. Yeah, and I really like the idea. We kind of referenced earlier the uh, tweaker who exposes himself oh, uh, my God. to you all of them. Some, you want some drugs? And, and they're like, what the f- How many are there? <laughs> some nudity? Yeah, yeah. And then Dust just grabs him, all right, Tweaker, that's enough, goodbye, and just tosses him over his shoulder and far, far away. Yeah. Um, Very quickly followed with another good moment of humor, which is uh, where Rex wants to go explore the planet. This leads to the sincere conversation between him and Molly. And Molly just, like, gets right up in his face and is like, you wanted to spend some time with your sister who just saved your life. You want to answer questions about your family that she might have. That's what you wanted. And he's like... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what I want. <laughs> uh, I, I love that part between Molly when like Rex is like, I want to go to the city of debauchery and sin. Let's get let's do some stuff illegal shit. And she's like, No, you're yeah. gonna stay here and talk with me. That's what you want to do. And he's like, Yeah, okay. Uh, later on, they have that conversation, and uh, there's uh, one of my favorite lines in this whole collection of issues is when. Uh, uh molly tells rex everyone is afraid of not being good enough uh if being good was easy more people would do it more often and i thought that was one of the best lines mm-hmm. in this whole thing um uh there's really quickly there's a scene with uh like the sheriff and then um, yes i was going to that it's the funniest part oh. new arm and he punches something and then she's like and then the, the sheriff's like that was my shit this is this is the <laughs> most like my cabbage is kind my of cabbage. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's my ship. Uh, it's like, it's, it's, and then, like, I'll go get the check. No, no, it's, it's even better because it's just Dust standing there, like, so upset uh, that he's ruined this guy's ship. And then Billy's like, Dust, how dare you? <laughs> Sir, let me go get my checkbook from my ship and we'll take care of this right away. And then he leans into Dust and Dust is still in shock and he's like, That's the sheriff. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then, and then, and the, then sheriff, the sheriff's like, I don't believe that people are coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I really like when Cutter is going through his crap and he's got the the alien call girl yeah. who's in his room and she's like, honey, it's an extra hundo for me to act like a care. And he says, done. And she's like, oh, oh baby, sweet. then people be so cruel. <laughs> tell, your, tell me all God. about it. I oh, can't Lord. you trouble. That's really funny. Um, but the my favorite thing about Cutter's uh, history that he goes through is he talks about some wars and there's a war where there's like, a kaiju creature fighting and a, a giant neck creature, yeah. <laughs> and this is some part of history. And he's like, "There's only like three wars that really mattered." And it's like, "Wait, what is this war?" Yeah. That's the, the did you see the did you see the about. did you see the Attack of the Clones reference in that in that very same flashback? Attack of the Clones. Oh, no. There's an Attack of the Clones reference. So it's after the old man, after the granddad gets out of his mech, and he kind of kneels down and looks at this helmet. And he, it's in, it's oh, in the, to his head. it's in the Attack of the Clones, like Boba yeah. Fett moment, and oh. then just shunk, a head yeah. drops out of it. Right. 
I forgot. I I did see it, but I didn't really process it as an Attack the Clones hmm. uh, reference. But I I get I get what you're saying now. Um, let's see. And yep, the the only other thing uh, I want to talk about the ending because Legion yeah. uh, gets real mad about about some stuff. He gets mad about some boning. Yeah. So, so, there, so there's real quick before we get to the very end. The uh, the before that they find out that the that the creator is on Earth. Right. Mm-hmm. What what's Earth? They've never heard of Earth. He's, it's, what what the shit's an Earth? <laughs> is, I, that I like that line because originally you hear Earth, you're like, okay, that's the birthplace of all human. That's the birthplace of humanity. We expanded. It's kind of like in Halo, where Earth is like the mother planet, but we went to different planets, and now Earth is like, hey, don't touch Earth, or it's all no. It's crazy. like Battlestar Galactica because it's people live on Earth in Halo. Yeah. Or People something like don't know what Earth is anymore. Who knows yeah. what that place is? This is so far in the future that they're like, the frack is an Earth. Exactly. Well, Battle- yeah. Hold oh, on no. a second. Battlestar Galactica spe- speculates that humanity didn't wasn't born on Earth. Oh, okay. Oh. I just know they're trying to get there, get back to it. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, spoilers for the Battlestar Galactica. Wow, it's a fifteen year old show. No one, no one's watching. No <laughs> one's. <laughs> People should care, but you're right. No one's watching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as Sparks alluded to, the uh, very. No, since you brought that up, I I did like when they plug all the crypto keys in and then it's like the the crypto lord comes up and it's like, hey, man, so where's the creator? And he's like, the creator's in all of us. They're like, Jesus Christ, (laughs) all of this for that? Hey, what is the creator? The creator is the creator. Oh, we have to be like this. Okay. Uh... And then it's like, oh, what's Earth? Uh, It's like, oh, okay. There's been some some, uh, uh, shenanigans. Yeah. Um, I thought Molly was way younger than she than twenty four. Yeah, I I, I I didn't have an age. On I wasn't surprised to feel like she was in her young twenties. That didn't shock me. I didn't think of her as a teenager. I, See, I, I, I don't know why, but I, thought, I saw her as sixteen in the first volume. Yeah, I guess I don't. It's it's fine. Um, no, I, I, I mean, obviously Billy did too. So <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I I think that's actually kind of a sweet moment that that kind of ends billy's character billy's arc in this in this volume that she's like if nothing matters and what why does this right because yeah it's like there's nothing wrong with two consenting adults having like some fun there's literally nothing wrong with that maybe nope. there's a problem when the alpha the alpha and the omega shouldn't be doing it because it might cause the apocalypse that's when you got an issue and that's i got i got mad game of thrones vibes and yeah and i'm like oh boy some targaryen nonsense legion <laughs> Legion's reaction when he wakes up and smashes the dude to death, and then he squeezes the other dude. Yeah, like, they did what? Like a goger. <laughs> the second he screams that, and that's how where the book ends, I'm like, oh no. Billy Payne. It's funny because we spent the whole volume like anticipating Legion eventually catching up to them, and it's like, actually, Legion just wants you to go do this thing now. And it's like, great, Legion's on their side, and now we're back to Legion's. Oh, yes. now Legion's mad again. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, you're in trouble now. No, we only have we have one more volume. Um, I'm very curious where this is all going to end up because this is definitely one of those books. Like, it's not a Marvel book, so like <laughs> any one of these people could die. Um, who knows what could really happen? I'm I'm very excited to see what happens with the creator. Um, I want to see like the extent of his actual power because I was I'm really curious if it's just like he can influence people or it's like a, a grander scale than that. I, I won't lie, when I was first going through it, part of me wondered if that if when Billy jumped in front of Molly that that he would just die. I I, I thought I thought for a moment because I'm like you know they fleshed him out real well in yeah. these last few issues. He'd become a martyr. This could be like now Molly can be the forefront yeah. and it her and Dust and I could see it. Yeah. I could see it, uh, but that that's not how it went. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the so the third volume is not out, uh, but single issues obviously are. 
Um, so where so we'll be doing the next the next um, the next five issues. The next five issues uh, instead of the next volume. Um, but the next volume is out in October. Recommend pick it up. Hell yeah! I'd mm-hmm. like I, I almost because I've, ha- I've been I've had the issues on Comicsology. Um, I almost want to wait for like a, a big collection. I I wouldn't if they would get. One. I wouldn't bet on it. I mean I know if you look um, at a comic store, how I, many? I'll bring this up also because I forgot to bring this up to you guys. Uh, but on Comicsology, they, there's also a holiday special. Mm-hmm. There's a wasted space holiday special. I did see that. Uh, mm-hmm. We might want to cover that in our. Next I might just episode. buy these issues next time at the comic store. Yeah, uh, so we might want to cover that. Uh, as part of our last volume yeah. discussion. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you guys want to add about Wasted Space Volume 2? No, I think everybody should be reading it. It's really awesome. And maybe next time we'll remember to do a uh, no spoilers, then spoilers section so you can read along with us. Oh, we're, yeah. still, we're still <laughs> learning, guys. If they're doing Volume 2, I can't assume. I, I, I guess I'm just a different person than those type of people, but I don't watch Volume 2s for things I have not read. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Uh, we're still we're still uh, still getting the kinks out of this episode. I wanted to ask, uh, you know, we all pick up comic books. We've all been to the comic book store recently. I wanted to ask: Is there a single issue you want to highlight that you saw that you had on your pull list? Because I, I I wanted to talk about uh, Green Lantern the 80th anniversary. Oh, I got I got uh, an X Men book and uh, uh, what did I even pick up? No. No, I, haven't, um, I haven't even gone to get my poll yet, so... I won't, but I, I want to bring up uh, Green Lantern the 80th Anniversary has a lot of great stories. It also includes, and I'll talk about this more on the on the, on the the next episode of the Fagner Podcast a little bit also. It's got the last story by Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams. Oh, nice. And Did it is... A, advertised that Green Lantern book? Because I didn't, I didn't even know it came out. We talked about it like three months ago there was no yeah. advertising because i didn't I, even know it was out i feel like yeah. we talked about it and then coronavirus hit and then everything just went dead silent it was Joke. one of the it was one of the delays from coronavirus yeah. from the coronavirus okay. yeah i'm um, assuming and because the comic book stores were closing down a lot of places were shut down we were staying at home was in place so a lot of stores closed so i'm pretty sure it's because of that green lantern egg our minds and we completely forgot but they just had the joker one that i saw advertised like crazy they were supposed to be months apart and yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily blame them, but I wanted to highlight the fact that yes, it is Denny O'Neill's last story. It is a Green Lantern, Green Arrow capper to his run on both those books on the Green Lantern, Green Arrow book. Um, cool. For that alone, I think that I think it is well worth the price, especially if you read our last book club, which we did uh, on the last Fakeer podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that on the podcast. Sure. For sure. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I'll spend ten bucks on one story, but yeah. I mean, I, there's other good stories, but I think that the Denny O'Neill one is special. Yeah. Uh, I thought the question you were gonna ask is there like a standout issue from this collection? That's what I also thought you were. That ask. Uh, I would recommend like people really like if you were gonna pick up single issues. What's the one that I'm like? Oh man, this one and it's definitely issue eight, uh, which is the it's Sunken on... Temple. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. That's my favorite issue. Yeah, pretend I was smart and that, and said that instead. You <laughs> can <laughs> cool um, <laughs> um i i think that like if i if i had one single issue from this from this run so far i'd want it to be that issue that yeah. issue was so good that issue was so good just by itself gets, and it gets to their like the core of, of like billy and what he's about and like his whole challenge of trying to trying to have 
a direction, but not be a bad direction, just to have a direction. Well, and I would argue even like just what the heart of the whole series is about. Yeah. Is is what is that the issue discussed. with? Because it's also Rex? Rex and Molly. Yeah. On the ship talking, and it's him and Dust talking, and I'm like, this is this is what the series this is, is the about. Emotional issue. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. this is the uh, thesis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. We're gonna message Michael Morecci. Let's see what he says. I was gonna. I was gonna actually suggest maybe we try to do an interview with him after we get all three of these done. If we try, because I think that'd be cool. And that would be rad. I really, really like it. Where also we're still in quarantine. Or we can have him discuss volume three with us. Um, maybe. It's much like Rachel Lifton did for uh, their yeah, yeah, uh, Downright Nerdy and Ben Mendes book club. Sure, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll figure uh, it out. Nothing's nothing said, audience. <laughs> We literally haven't even talked to him yet. So we no. just thought of it right uh, now. He did, he did thank us for a shout out. Yes, yes, about he did. The book, and that's it. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm really, I'm really excited. Uh, next week, we're also gonna. I guess we might pick our the next series. We'll do. Yes, we'll figure that out. Um, this will be because we're doing the show kind of biweekly, so it's going to be about two weeks, and yep. we'll get that next episode, and then we'll we'll let you know what's going on next. Yep. Yeah. Maybe we'll, spin the, maybe we'll maybe we'll spin the wheel on air, give people some excitement in their lives. Yep, that's 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 what the entire world's missing—a comic book wheel by us. Well, uh, I think it's so. missing excitement right now. It's so I can't even. It's so, <laughs> it's, it's, All right, it's so hello darkness, my old friend. That's what it is. I can't even. Oh, no. All right, uh, so I guess until then, uh, I, you know, you can find us all at Victor Podcast. On all the so- on all the social media, uh, definitely want to pick up uh, Waste of Space. I'll uh, Sparks put a link to the put a link to the to where they could buy Wasted Space. Okay, in the, in the description, so you guys okay. can check it out as well. Uh, those volumes are pretty cheap, and they're good and worth it. Um, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben, where, they can, where can they find you? You can find me on the internet at Ben Magnet Twenty Seven on both Instagram and Twitter. Oh wait, I'm not on Twitter right now. Only on Instagram. We'll see how long that lasts. You. I don't blame you. We'll see how long that lasts. Sparks? You needed a break? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me uh, retweeting about some just real crappy crap going on and t- trying to help guide you to like thinking better <laughs> at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. S-B-A-R-K-Z Witty, the world's much, on fire. <laughs> much like Wasted Space. <laughs> much, oh, much like Wasted Space. Ryan, I am. Okay. I am a voice in a void, retweeting into a waste of space. That is Twitter. <laughs> um, Ryan, where can I find you? Uh, you could find me at DJ Tony Snark everywhere. Uh, I got. We got. A, we got a new mic, so maybe, maybe be streaming soon. I see a video game about a shark RPG right in front of me. I've been really wanting to play. All right. Um, <laughs> Make sure to like and subscribe this video. Like like this video. Subscribe to our channel. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, let's get some more subscriptions and change our name. Um, we're, and we're close, right? What? No, you're right. We're pretty close. We're pretty close. We're like we're like over eighty something. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you can also check out our other shows on this channel. We have we have obviously some of the back catalog of the Victor podcast, and we've been doing the last couple of episodes, a lot of episodes at this point, uh, live, and we'll be doing another episode live this weekend. Uh, we've been going through the DC animated movie universe. Check those out if you want. If you guys want, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, you can check. You can check out Victor's Watch Watchmen. I think is still free. Uh, so watch that. Maybe. Um, maybe if it's not, watch it anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, check out our after show online. There's shameless plug. Um, and then you can check out 
our basement arcade series where we are currently going through Mortal Kombat 9. Uh, so lots of cool content, as well as more of the episodes of this video coming. And until next week, guys. Uh, until fake. two weeks from now. And thanks until two weeks from now. Stay fake, nerds. <laughs>